Hello, everybody. It is Thursday, and it is also Pick'em Thursday. We got a lot to talk about because there was breaking news this morning. Bill Belichick, the longtime head coach for the New England Patriots, is now parting ways with the organization he once helped build. We'll talk about this, what it means next for Belichick after this, and then it is time for the thing that we've all been waiting for since all these matchups have been said. My official picks. It'll be a fun one. It feels like a storybook set of matchups in this upcoming wildcard weekend, and I can't wait to give you my predictions. Let's get the episode started. All right, to start things off on a high note, my childhood is officially dead. What do I mean by that? Well, Bill Belichick was the last tenured head coach that had been around since uh, the day I was born, which means... Now, I am not young and a kid anymore, but that's not the important thing. The important thing is talking about Belichick and what the future could be for him. For those who do not know and are listening to sports for the first time, Bill Belichick is the most accomplished NFL coach in league history. A lot of people believe that he might be taking a break from the game, he might be going into the broadcast booth, or he might be finding a new team this year. The New England Patriots, the team that he has made so successful over the last two and a half decades, well, they have been on a bit of a struggle the last few years. Bad draft classes, bad player development, lackluster offense, lack of explosiveness in the offensive game has really caused this team to fall apart over the last four years. Ever since Tom Brady has departed from the New England Patriot way, the Patriots still, despite making the playoffs once since his removal, have never really been the same since. Now, I'm not going to be one of those idiots that just says, Brady made Belichick, because, and, and I'm sorry if that is your opinion, but it is a team game. There is no Brady without Belichick. There is no Belichick without Brady. You have to have it all together. That's what the Patriots had, and that's why they were so successful. But, of course... Once Brady left, the offense just never clicked the same again. The interesting thing about it is we kind of see three options that Belichick could do this offseason. He could find another team. He could maybe join the broadcast booth. Or he could just hang it up and say, it's been fun. I'm going to spend time with my family. Now, we don't know which way he really wants to go there. And I think we'll find out soon. I think he's probably one of the more desired coaches in all of football right now. So if there was someone that was going to be going to pursue Belichick, I think that will be a sooner rather than later. But it does put closure on the end of an era, an era where the Patriots were this big villainous team that I hated growing up because they always won. I swear it felt like every single year it was just whatever NFC team versus the Patriots again. And it drove me nuts. I felt like I saw the Patriots more than my own team at times. I mean, the Lions do that to themselves. But it felt like this was the Death Star. It felt like it was Emperor Palpatine. It felt like it was the final boss. It was Thanos. You could never get past them. But you know what? They have really fallen from grace over the last couple of years. And I even said it myself last week when I had them beating the Jets. That was one of my few picks that I actually got wrong in my pick segment last week. And it was because they had a 15-game winning streak against the Jets, despite being as bad as they have the last couple years. Even though they've been struggling, they still had crazy records that had yet to be broken or stopped. 
And so when it comes to this era ending, it is a little bittersweet. You always like to have a, a villain team or a team that's always successful. I kind of think of that as like the Chiefs now. They, they've been very successful over the last probably seven years now with the Mahomes era. And they're kind of villains at times. They're very popular. You know, there's a lot of controversy sometimes or there's a lot of drama when it comes to receivers dropping passes or Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift. That's kind of, I think, the new age dynasty that you got to watch out for. But when it comes to New England, nobody has done it as high and as long as the Patriots' level of success lasted. Arguably a 20-year run. So what's next for Belichick? I already kind of mentioned broadcast booth, retirement, or coaching. I think it makes sense for him to go into the broadcast booth if he doesn't want to be a head coach anymore. It keeps him around the game. It keeps his face on TV. And honestly, despite what you see in his interviews where he kind of looks like grumpy cat, I do think that Belichick actually has a really good personality. Don't believe me? Look at his appearance on college game day back for the Army-Navy game. He shows a lot of energy. I think he brings a lot of insight to the game. I think he's a really, really interesting person to listen to about the sport of football. I think he would do great on one of those pregame desks or maybe in the broadcast booth color commentating on football games. Now, I think it'd be easier to be on like the NFL Sunday pregame show on the desk with all the other guys, but I, I think it would be interesting to see if he could adapt and maybe be a color commentator in the National Football League. Another option, we'll keep it short, is just retirement. And then finally, we could talk about where he could go next. What is his next option if he wants to continue coaching? I personally believe that there is still enough left in the tank to get another Super Bowl out of Bill Belichick. Why? Well, he's a great defensive mind. I think the big problem, which we'll get to in a second, revolves more around team control than it involves coaching schemes. It is proven that a Bill Belichick defense is still a very solid unit in the NFL. The problem with it is team control. Over the last few years, because of the success of the Patriots, they gave full GM control to Bill Belichick. They allowed him to draft what players he wanted, sign what free agents he wanted, and that left disastrous results for this team. He wasn't as good of a GM as he was a coach. So whatever team hires him, I, ho I hope that they bring him in purely as a coach. And if he wants team control and if he wants to be the GM, I hope that they decide that he decides to retire and step away. I think the best chance for him to win is if he stays as the head coach and not a head coach and GM. At his age, the amount of demand it takes to scout players, look at film tape from your own games, come up with the next uh, game plan for the next week, scout your next opponent, go to a game and scout players. There needs to be two different people doing each separate job. I think the biggest fit for Bill Belichick would be the Los Angeles Chargers. Why the Chargers? Well, they have the quarterback already in Justin Herbert. They have some decent offensive weapons. And the, the defense, or they, yeah, I said decent offensive weapons. I, I heard defense in my head, but they, they have solid defensive pieces, but that's been the weakness. They have pieces, it just hasn't worked together. Belichick bringing a defense to the Chargers, 
Maybe that is the splash move that they've needed for years now in order to finally get over the hump. I also could maybe see him going to the Raiders. That's a big fit. That I mean, it's a big area. It's it's an indoor dome. Maybe he'd like being indoors more instead of cold New England. Um, I could definitely see that. They have an opportunity to get a top quarterback or maybe sign a guy. And it, it could be an interesting run as well. But that's kind of where I'm at right now when it, what's with Bill Belichick. Obviously, you want to enjoy the time that you've seen with him uh, with the New England Patriots. But I don't think that it's guaranteed what he is going to do yet. I will say when it comes to the replacing Belichick, I think Mike Vrabel is easily the number one option right now for New England. I mentioned this actually in my coaching segment I did recently this week where I talked about if Belichick decides to move on, Vrabel will probably be the number one option to replace him in New England. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. All right, now that we've talked about Belichick in our first segment, it is time for the picks, and I am very excited for it. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back, and I got an interesting thing I want to share with you guys. All right, it is time for the picks. I am so excited to get this started with you guys. I love doing these pick segments, and I think that we have some amazing matchups coming for us this up-and-coming week. To start things off, we'll do the Saturday matchups. These are two AFC games. First, we got the Browns and the Texans, and both of these teams have come out of nowhere, essentially, this season. I almost want to call this one the Happy Ending Bowl because both of these teams deserve a... Well, oh, one sec. I'm getting a call here. Um, Hello? I, I can't call it that? Why can't it? Oh, yeah, Deshaun, yeah. But he's not playing in the game. Yeah, I know these are his former team, but he's not playing in the game. We're good? Okay. okay. Yep, love you too, Mom. Yeah, bye. Okay, so I just got off the phone with an NFL executive, and they have said that I cannot call it the happy ending bowl due to a former you know player on both teams. So I, I won't call it that, but I think that both of these teams do deserve a lot of praise. The Browns, despite injuries to huge key starters of this team, the Nick Chubb injury could have derailed their whole season. Deshaun Watson's shoulder injury, the fact that their quarterbacks could not play, the backups, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, and P.J. Walker were just not cutting it for this Browns team. At one point in time, I thought this was a team that was going to miss the postseason because of it. All of a sudden, they signed Joe Flacco off of the couch, the former Ravens Super Bowl champion, and he goes out and he's been averaging 300 yards a game for several weeks in a row now. I think that this Browns team is very, very impressive, and I think there's a very solid chance they could win a playoff game or two. I think they are the dark horse of the AFC, and I think there's a really good chance that they upset some teams that we're not expecting to be out of the playoffs as early as they will end up being. As for Houston, the turnaround of this Texans team, from the worst team in all of football last year, arguably, to being you know the division champ at 10 and 7 rookie quarterback rookie head coach rookie pieces everywhere like Tank Dell a star young receiver that was making huge impacts of the season before he got injured i think that this just shows how rare this is actually happening in the NFL D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud are doing something absolutely special with this Texans team and i'm very excited to see them in their first playoff appearance However, 
I will be picking the Cleveland Browns to win this game. I think Joe Flacco's veteran presence and the very, very good Cleveland Brown defense will be enough for them to get it done against this Houston Texans team. Either way, I would love to see both of these teams win. I know one of them will be going home. If I have to pick one, though, it is going to be the Browns. Moving on to our next game. This is going to be the Peacock exclusive. And based on how both of these teams have been playing, unless you're a fan of either team, I doubt you're really going to be watching it. Dolphins at the Chiefs. This game is going to be in Kansas City, and the weather report right now is it's going to be a solid two degrees outside. Yep. Hopefully you got some nice hand warmers, and maybe you got one of those like coats that can heat itself if you're going to the game. But here we are, Chiefs and Dolphins. And both of these teams had Super Bowl aspirations going into the season. The Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champs, obviously. And then you have the Miami Dolphins, a high-flying, offensive-powered team with great run games and Tua just throwing the ball all over the field to Tyreek Hill. Both of these teams were electric throughout the parts of the season, but both of them seem to be in a bit of uh, a slump, to say the least. For the Chiefs, at 11-6, it's not the worst record in the entire world, but they were probably hoping to be doing a little bit better and feeling a little more confident coming into this playoff series. They are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home, but their team has struggled to score 20 points multiple times throughout the season. I worry about their offense. The defense is great. Chris Jones, an amazing D-tackle. They have some solid corners and linebackers. They are a very good defensive unit. However, the Dolphins, I think that the offense will be able to do enough to put up some points, but the defense is the biggest problem for me when it comes to Miami. Bradley Chubb, their leading sack guy, gets hurt in a very one-sided loss to the Baltimore Ravens, and this Dolphins team has just kind of ran out of gas to end the season so far, dropping games to the Titans, dropping games to the Ravens, and then losing at home to hand the division to the Bills, who were 6-6 six and six at one point in the season. I think that this is a very unfortunate case for the Dolphins because now they have one of the hardest playoff paths possible if they even can get through it. I believe Kansas City will win this game because it's in KC. We know what Mahomes has been able to do in the playoffs. He is a magician. I think that I trust the Chiefs' defense more than the Dolphins, and I'm going to be picking KC to win this wildcard game. Moving on to my game of the week, and yes, it is my home team, but I think that we are going to see an absolute shootout. We got Rams and we got Lions. The narratives of this one, the script writers must have won an Oscar for this pick. Jared Goff reuniting with his former team in the Rams, the team that shipped him out to Detroit, a Detroit team that was nothing at the time. Now the Rams, after they've won their ring, they have to go through the Lions if they want to ever go back and win another Lombardi trophy. Oh, and by the way, who's the quarterback for the Rams? He will be unnamed by Lion fans right now. We will not we will not talk about the other quarterback, but he was a former Lion as well that was supposed to be the chosen one of this team, the one that was going to save him, and ended up never being able to put a team around him to, to be successful. So we're going to have the Rams and the Lions playing in an absolute shootout. Both of these teams have electric offenses. If we're talking about the run game, Kyron Williams, second in rushing this season. Very good player. How about the run game for Detroit? Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, both of them finished in the top 10 of rushing this season. Two running backs on the same team finishing in the top 10. Nuts. And then when it comes to the weapons for the Lions, you got Amon Ross St. Brown, 
who's an electric receiver and a great route runner and one of the best productive receivers in the NFL right now. You also have pieces like Sam Laporta, who despite him getting hurt in the game last week, might be able to play in this one, one of the best young rookie tight ends in all of football right now. You have explosive players like Jamison Williams and and experienced vets like Josh Reynolds, who used to be a Ram as well. So there are huge pieces on both sides. Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua are going to be coming to the Lions. And both of these teams have middle of the pack to below average defenses. And both of them have very explosive offenses. I think we could see a shootout where it ends like 33-31 or something like that. I'm going to be picking the Lions to win. Woo! Praise! is not earned it is taken and what better to do than take it from the team that gave you all these picks and took your franchise quarterback and won a super bowl with them let's go lions we're gonna kick the rams ass and we're gonna win and go to the divisional round for the first time in my life we will have the lions winning a playoff game i have knocked like three funko pops off of my computer desk now and may need to pause this to fix it but the, the energy just took over it's it's the lions time now Sorry, Dan Campbell, like the, his soul, like took over my body or something for a sec. I'm not sure, but let's get let's get back to earth now. Steelers Bills. This one's gonna be a little less anticlimactic. At least we should hope. The Bills are a popular Super Bowl pick right now. They're my Super Bowl favorite. I picked them to win the Super Bowl in my ESPN fantasy pickums. So this is a team that I have a lot of praise for, and I think the key for it is going to be them finally unlocking the ability to run the football. Jared Cook has been the missing ingredient from this Bills offense for the longest time. I've always told you, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, they can do it all. But that show has kind of been figured out at times. And when those explosive plays don't hit, they don't really have anything to get short yardage situations outside of Josh Allen running like a chicken without its head for first downs. Jared Cook brings stability and practicality to this Bills offense. And on top of it, the defense now has been able to adapt with the losses of Matt Milano and uh, Von Miller. They've been playing much better without them, and I think that this defense is playing its best football at the right time. However, the Steelers, a team that I'm not even sure they still know that they are in the postseason right now, uh, a team that met their expectations of a winning record as per usual, despite all of the flaws to this team, have made the postseason. I'd give the most credit right now to Mason Rudolph, though, Mason Rudolph is the quarterback that has helped turn the Steelers offense around and honestly has looked like the best quarterback so far this season with the Steelers. He's not amazing, but he's keeping the offense moving down the field and has looked better than a lot of the other quarterbacks they've had this year. I'm talking about you, Kenny Pickett, and I'm talking about you, um, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. I think the Steelers will probably hang around for about a quarter, a quarter and a half. But I think by halftime, you, we will see the Bills with an opportunity to really pull away from this game and win handedly. Moving on to our next game, Packers, Cowboys. This is going to be a classic. These two teams always feel like they're at the top of the NFL. These are classic powerhouse programs, and I'm very excited to see the Packers and the Cowboys rematch it again. The interesting thing for me coming into this game is how much of a favorite Dallas is. Yes, they are the team with more expectations. They have the high-end talent, Dak Prescott, having a career season. We all made fun of Dak Prescott when he said he wasn't going to throw 10 interceptions this year. He threw nine. He stuck to his word, and he had a hell of a season. 
Tony Pollard had a thousand yards rushing and six touchdowns and CD lamb. My goodness, 135 receptions, 1749 yards and 12 touchdowns. He is a, an absolute machine right now. The Packers, however, though, might've found their next generational quarterback for the next 20 years as well. So jet fans be excited. Once Jordan love joins your team in 2038, um, the Packers have Jordan Love, though, making his first season as the complete starter for the Green Bay Packers. And what more would you have asked out of him? 30 passing touchdowns in his first season. While there were bumps at times where this Packers team looked like one of the five worst teams in all of football, they also had performances like against the Lions on Thanksgiving and then against the Chiefs a couple weeks later where they looked like the best team in all of football. They have been a very solid team at, the, at at times, and it's kind of been a bit of a roller coaster of the season, which is why the 9-8 and eight record shows. But I'll be honest, 9-8 and eight is exactly what I had the Packers at coming into this season, which is kind of interesting and fun. 9-8 and eight is very impressive for a team that missed out on the playoffs last year and made so many changes this offseason. I think the Packers are going to go into Dallas and upset the Cowboys. Why do I think that? I think Jordan Love is a very, very good quarterback. I have a lot of faith in him to make great plays against the Cowboys, and I think the arm talent is definitely there. The one thing I'd look out for, though, is the Packers' defense, which at times has shown to be very bad, but they have also, again, had performances where they can get stops and they can get big turnovers when they need it. So overall, I do like this Packers team to have a chance and win this game, and I am going to pick Green Bay to win this playoff game. And then finally, we got the Eagles and we got the Buccaneers. Eagles, Philly, you come into this game at 11 and 6, which isn't a bad record. There's a lot of 11 and 6 teams out there. The Bills, yeah, the Chiefs and the Dolphins all coming in at 11 and 6. Except you were 10 and 1 at one point in this season. One loss to your record. Since then, you have gone and lost 5 of your last 6 including some embarrassing losses like at home against the Cardinals and losing to the Jets by double digits. On top of it, Jalen Hurts is visibly injured, whether it's his legs where he hasn't been able to run very well this year, or his finger, which was doing the stanky leg and had a very crooked shape to it after it got hit last week. How about A.J. Brown, your stud receiver? He got hurt last week. I don't know the status of it. We won't know until that time comes, but he was not looking very good last week. You're playing against a stingy and gritty Tampa Bay team led by Baker Mayfield. B Baker Mayfield, the ultimate underdog quarterback. If Baker Mayfield is an underdog, he will go nuts in this game. And I think the Buccaneers have a perfectly balanced team where they can implement schemes and they can play good enough to stress out this Eagles team quite well. I'm going to pick Tampa Bay to pull off the upset and beat the Eagles. They are playing better football than Philly is right now, and I just like them more when it comes to being able to win. So those are my picks. I have Browns, Chiefs, Lions, Bills, Packers, and the Bucks making it to the second round. Am I crazy? Am I right? We'll find out as soon as all of these games play out. I'm very excited to see how this goes because last season I started this podcast right around playoff time and it was fun to do this, but then it cut right to the off season and I didn't have as much to talk about. So it's so fun being able to do these picks with you guys and um, hear your comments. And now that we've grown the podcast a little bit more, being able to interact with more fans, that's so fun and it really makes me happy that I'm able to do that. So 
Who's your favorite team in this? Whether it's winning, who's the team you want to see win? Is your football team in the hunt? Love to share your thoughts. Hit me up on Spotify or my Facebook fan page, Max Sports. Again, I don't think we're big enough where there's fake accounts trying to scam me out of money. So if you want to find me on Facebook and follow me there, you get up-to-date info anytime I post something. So again, we will see you tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to be doing tomorrow yet, but we got we'll probably do something fun episode-wise. I'll be seeing you. Adios, my friends.